Numero 14. How do you say 14 in Spanish? I have no, I took like seven years of Spanish and I have no idea. So listen to me. I was thinking. Cuatro cinco? No, I don't know. I don't know. Can you put that up on the screen, Harvey? (laughs) Okay, so. Can you you um, translate 14 for us? Episodo. Okay. (laughs) I don't think that's how you say it. Here's my, I was, before bed, I was thinking last night of since we started recording and taking pictures and posting things online and putting our thoughts to a microphone, the legacy that that creates for our future generations to look back on Mm -hmm. where I wish that mom and dad took a lot of pictures growing up. They took videos, they have video recorders, but man, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall as they were building BLS in the seventies. Oh yeah. And now all you see is giving a picture. We're giving a front row seat to our thoughts. Right. Because like, yeah, you know, we're, we're building this, we're building our online, we're building our online content strategy, mm-hmm. but, and you know, and of course we want to reach as many people as possible, but what's most important to us, or at least to me is reaching our family, mm-hmm. reaching our kids, future generations. You think they're ever going to watch this? I, I hope so. Yeah. I think when, I think when we're long gone and they're going to see these videos, you know, cause knowing our father just passed away two years ago. And then when you see a video of him, you know, it, it brings back memories. But I think for them, when they're going to see us live on a podcast, talking about our lives, talking about how we're building it, and they're going to say, oh, that's when this happened. That's when that was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's priceless. I agree. It's, it's, it's absolutely priceless. And now, like, we're publishing it to YouTube. We're saving on Dropbox. We're saving on Google Drive. It's so, forever. Yeah, it's forever. And and not only that, also another unspoken value of this is it gives all the people that work with us an insight. And even if it you know, even if it doesn't reach the monumental amount of people that that it that we would want it to, mm-hmm. even though it's going to, mm-hmm. but even if it only reaches our family and our employees, it's enough for me. You were a really private person though growing up. I was on Friendster. Right. I, I was too. Yeah. You know, like, but, but what was there a change for you um, to say, I want to become a public persona because technically, I mean, yeah, it's only friends and family and you know, competitors watching our, right. <laughs> our, uh, our podcasts. But d- were you nervous about kind of putting yourself in the limelight because you were never that guy, right? I was always the limelight. I, you always want to be behind the scenes. Yeah, of course. You, but, you know, you really you, it's, it's like, a, it's like, it's like a muscle. It's like anything else that this is hard for me really getting up and doing, you and doing a five minute tell. monologue, You're doing, but, yeah. but you know, it's, it, it didn't come natural to me. Right. I was an introvert my whole life. Right. And now coming out and, and just holding court, it's, it's amazing. And if you're having problems, if you're, if you think you're an introvert, get a microphone because now I consciously don't say, um, now I consciously, mm. I, I consciously don't say, uh, you know, I, I say, you know, a lot. So right. I'm constantly trying to fix that mm-hmm. as you go along. But you always see those people getting up on stage and they're amazing public speakers. You know how they're amazing public speakers. They do it every because day. They practice like, like, and, any, yeah. like anything else in life. Right. So practice really does make perfect. Yes. Right. And the legacy that this is leaving. So do you, do you think everyone should be doing this? 110%. 110%. 
Right. Even people who work at a studio and they're 110%. Right. They should be, they should be kind of recording their life. This is vlogging. Everybody has to have their own personal brand, their own personal strategy. Right. Um, Even if no one watches it. Because the world lives online. Right. And the world lives online now. What do you think it's going to be like in 10 years? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I didn't think this would be, you know, that we could become like, you know, we listen to Howard Stern a lot, Mm -hmm. right? We, for, you know, for years and years. I've been watching interviews a lot online. Right. And you can see that you think that it's scripted. It's not. They're doing it off the top of our head because once we start doing interviews, you know, none of this is scripted. We'll maybe pregame for a few minutes. Like we'll record and I'll say, Mike, I, you know, I got some lyrics. Right. Let's go. Right. Tenacious D. <laughs> Big shout out to Jablinski games. <laughs> Put that up there, Harvey. I'd love, I'd love Jack Black to see this one day. Yeah. Um, it's uh, the unspoken satisfaction yeah. of putting yourself out there. Mm-hmm. I think it's unspoken. See, I think this, you, I think everything what you're doing now has just been pent up for 36 years. I think been, that, yeah. I think that what you, because you, you, you're a natural at this. And seeing you be so, I don't want to say timid and mm-hmm. meek and quiet. And, you know, I would always take you out with my friends and all my friends would say the same thing. You, you have a really smart brother, very quiet, sharp as a tack, right. but you wouldn't say a word. You would just be looking at people and just well, listen, assessing was, the situation. I was fat. You know, I didn't, I don't think I came into myself until. You lost the weight. N- no, not even because there's, you're scarred from that. Really? Yeah. Are you still scarred from the, the, the heaviness? Um, you know, when I, when you don't look in the, when you're a heavy person for your entire life and then you grow up and then you lose the weight, sometimes you're shocked when you look in the mirror because you're expecting to see someone else. Yeah. And you know, that beats the shit out of your confidence when you're, when you're don't look the way you think you should look. Not saying that there's anything wrong with being heavy. There's not but I wasn't personally happy. Mm-hmm. And I think that had a lot to do with growing up. You know, when I was, when I was in grade school, I was always the biggest kid in the grade, mm-hmm. the tallest, tallest and the heaviest, the tallest and the heaviest. And I wasn't those little kids like my son. He's shredded. He's five years old <laughs> yes. and he's just shredded. And I'm yeah. like, man, well, yeah. that would have been great. Right. You know? And of course he's very confident young man and he's only five. But, you know, he makes friends easy. I always had a very hard time. Well, who does your son remind you of? You. Exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. I don't... <laughs> my kids... Should be my kids. Are, are my brother's kids. And my children should be Eric's children. Yes. Like, my kids, they love talking on the phone. And they will sit in kibitz on the phone for hours on end. That was Michael. Yep. Yep. That was Michael. All, all me, my... If somebody would call me, they say, how was school? Good. What'd you do? Nothing. I call Michael's kids. Same thing. How was school today, guys? Good. Good. What did you, you do? do? Nothing. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. We could swap. I couldn't deal with the allergies again. Yeah. Eric's I, kids. My are, kids are allergic to dairy, eggs, peanuts, tree nuts, seeds, mustard, chickpeas. Anaphylactically, among, I would like among to Among other things. So my wife and I have a uh, shout out to my wife, Jen, for. What's up, really Jen? holding down the fort. Yeah, no, you guys really, you know, you you were definitely thrown a curveball when both of your kids were born. And you guys, I have to give you props on how you handled it because well, I grew up with allergies. Yeah, and Michael was the only person I ever knew with allergies growing up. Yeah. No, no one else in the 80s 
had allergies. Nope. I was allergic to, still am, to um, tree nuts, peanuts, soy, tomatoes, nightshades. Uh, still am, and I won't eat it. I haven't had a slice of pizza in well over 15 years since I married Sharon. So, and well, yeah, I don't want to get too much off. Topic. No, no, I know that. Go ahead. So, we can make this into a health podcast. <laughs> lose all I don't of our touch that with lose all of our 100 visit viewers. Um, maybe we'll gain. So, yeah, right. <laughs> what have you been getting out of the podcast? What's your unspoken benefit of the podcast? Or is it just there, I have a benefit? few things. That's a really great question. I love being famous. I really do. I love the idea that I'm out there and I have so much to talk about. I'm a yenta. I love to talk to people and I love to help people. And I love that if someone, you know, is looking for help in their life, like I want to be there to help them. Right. And I feel this is my outlet to do that to them. Right. That, you know, I can, I can talk to one-on-one -on -one and I can talk for hours to that person. I'm so interested in other people and what makes them tick. That's, that's, that's probably just why I'm, I could write that I'm so interested in writing about people and having conversations with people. I've been doing it since I was a kid. I want to know about people, what foods they like, where do they like to go to restaurants, what makes them tick, what's their spouse like, what's their husband like, what's their wife like, their boyfriend, their girlfriend, what are their kids like? And I love learning about people and I feel like I love talking about this. And that last podcast we did about Wallace Waddles, about how, you know, the science of getting rich, Maybe a hundred people are going to watch that and maybe only one person's going to, going to read it. Mm -hmm. And then that one person's going to take action on that. And that's going to change their life. That's what I love about this, about I can become a face of something, mm -hmm. have an audience about something. And I know it's going to take off. I I'm so optimistic about it. Yeah. I'm so optimistic, but I love that I can talk about experiences that I've had that were successful for me. And that's really what precipitated writing just ask the universe was that I can write something. God damn, this works asking the universe and commanding your subconscious mind and taking control of your mind and, and having positive action and, and taking action on, on things and writing goals and vision boards. Oh my God, we could have, we could have an entire podcast an hour dedicated. I don't, I don't personally do vision boards. I do vision boards. I do vision boards with my family every December. Sharon, Alex, Kayla, and I, we sit down and I get this big cork board um, from Amazon. It's like 20, 30 bucks or whatever. And we go and we just get these magazines and we cut out what we want for the year. And, you know, some of the things don't come true and some of the things do come true. And really, my kids are very not wanting, right? Alex wants to play video games. The funniest thing ever yesterday, <laughs> we were at dinner. Was that on Saturday? Uh, or no, no, it was, it was lunch. We, had, we, had, we were eating lunch yesterday. It was Sunday. Yeah. And yeah. you know, we, you, you, you dream, right? You dream saying, you know, what's your dream house? Yeah. You know, what, yeah. what do you want here? What do you want there? Yeah. And then Michael asks, okay, um, Alex, what, what do you want in your dream room? He's like, I'm, I'm happy the way things are. Yeah, he's, like, <laughs> he's like, maybe I put an arcade in there or something. <laughs> he's like, the yeah. I'm like, these kids want for nothing. Well, because we gave them everything. Exactly. We gave them everything. They're, just, they're, so, they're all four of them so satisfied. Yeah. Such satisfied children. When I talk to someone, it's one-on-one. -on -one. When I talk to someone, it's one-on-one, -on -one, meaning that I could talk to that person, give them my undivided attention. I want that person to feel that I'm, that no one else in the room exists except that person. 
that I'm not sitting and looking around and seeing, checking my phone. I will not look at my phone unless it's an emergency or something. I will not look at my phone if someone's talking to me. When I'm eating dinner, my phone is off. Like just like now, my phone is down and away. It drives me nuts when you're on your phone. Like we're sitting in conversation, you go, oh my God, LinkedIn or something like that drives me up the wall. But it's important to you and and that's who you are and that's fine. But for me, uh, when I talk to someone, I want to hone in on that person. I want that person to feel my energy. And I feel that I'm doing this now with the podcast. And that's what I love about this, that I, I'm reaching people. Most of them I probably know other people. Maybe I don't know. Maybe they're sharing it with no, their friends. You know, we, we definitely have a, a, a little audience here. Yeah. And, and you can tell the people who are watching it because they make comments and, and shout out to all the guys that you do. It's, it's incredibly appreciated. Yes. And it fuels us to do more because I mean, I don't want to stop this. I know that, you know, no, it's, it's so much fun. And I always thought like, how did the, the how does everyone find things to say? You just do. Yeah, of course you do. That's the and, easiest and part there, though. There, there's you, 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 you find things to talk about, you find things to say, and it's just, it just snowballs because one comment leads to another or getting feedback from people online about things that they wanted to hear more. Yep. That was a secret to my success with selling though, is that when I would meet someone, I would never be like, you know, <laughs> We were at GBTA in uh, <laughs> in Chicago, and we sponsored this party. What was the party? The Travel Manager of the Year. Travel Manager, BTN's Travel Manager of the Year. Right. Was. It was awesome. I, that was some party. And we sponsored this party, and everyone's wearing their lanyards, and some people aren't wearing their lanyards because they don't want to know who you are. Hide, right. right. And this this person, I'm not going to name her name. I'm not going to name the company she's with, but she like walked right in front of me. I've known this lady for years, right? You know, I've seen her through magazines and all that stuff. I know who she was. She had no idea who I was. And I saw what company she was with. And my son is connected to this company, right? He like loves the product that this company makes. He's obsessed with this product. And I said, excuse me one second. And like, it was so not the booth, right? At the booth, you're like, oh, we're a global car service and we have offices all over and we have a huge insurance policy, right. all that all that baloney that nobody wants to listen to because they're hearing it from the next 20 booths. And I said, I just got to tell you something. My son is obsessed with your product and he loves everything about your company. And it's amazing. I it, swear it just, to God, it like she goes, I've been to a million of these things. No one has ever said that to me. And I said, by the way, I own a global car service, family owned and operated the whole nine yards, gave her, gave her the, the log line, right? The right. BLS log line, two milk toast douchebags from Long Island or, you know, <laughs> and uh, she goes, I want to talk to you. And, and yep. we had a conference call three, four months later she's three, booking. and, and she's booking yep. and it, and it, and it all stemmed from an, it, it stemmed from um, an opening, a pickup line, I want to call it. Uh, that it had at, it's outside the box. That was outside the box, and it had nothing to do with travel. Mm-hmm. And well, I you, think you, you were making you, you made a connection. But, on a but that's level, how but I talk to but people, it's the truth, right? right. That, I, you know, that's how I talk to people. When you come off all pitchy and salesy, it's it's like those other dudes, and these dudes know who they are. I don't think I don't know if they. Oh, know maybe who they, they don't. Are. Yeah, they probably wouldn't even listen to this. But the, there were these two dudes from I don't even want to say competitor. We got to talk about competition from Wallace Wallace at some point. But these two dudes, you know, shoulder pads, you know, older gentlemen, uh, just not connected, you know, thinking they were mob and they weren't. And um, 
They didn't come off fun. They didn't come off hip. They didn't come off cool. They were talking like those, you know, like a, they come in with spreadsheets. They come with spreadsheets. And I guess there's, there's a pot for every, there's a cover for every pot. Yeah. But well, it doesn't work for me like that. No. If I came with a spreadsheet, people would just laugh at me. Right. You know, and same thing with you. We, you know, you, you got to have a stick. Yes. Come, coming out with what's stick, your, what's you gotta, your pickup line? What's your stick? You got to have an arsenal of things to say. I don't know. You to spoke to a million people that night. Yeah. You, mean, did you walk up and go, hello, I'm with BLS. We were the greatest limousine service on planet Earth. <laughs> no, but I, I honestly don't even remember what I said. I just, right. for me, it just goes more in the moment. You know, right. I usually talk about everything else but business. I talk about diet, exercise, right. law, law of attraction, our podcast. You remember that restaurant? You remember the restaurant person who was there? And you go, I have to tell you something. Yeah. <laughs> I've lost 80 pounds eating, eating food, your food. Eating the food in your restaurant. Eating the food in your and, restaurant. Uh, you know, and, and she's like, I've heard a lot of different things. She's yes. like, I've never heard that before. That's exactly and, right. And that leaves a mark. And, but, and they're including please, us in the next hour. Please keep in mind, we're, we're, you have to be sincere. Because if you're not sincere you and, come you're off, not, yeah. and, you're, and you're not real, you, come off creepy. you can't lie. You, yeah, you like, come off. You, yeah. You, if you're going to lie, you're going to get caught. 100%. 100%. You come off as creepy, at, you know, saying, right. by the way. Yeah. No, you know? it just, it just worked. Yeah, it just it, worked. It could, it could have been because everyone was a few drinks in. But that's how. It just, it just, it just worked. That's how I dated. Mm -hmm. That's how I got business. That's how I made friends is that you don't talk about what you want. You talk about what they want and how you're connected to that. That to me is the ultimate sales. I learned that from mom. I sat down with mom. I can, uh, he's a client now, so I can't really mention. This guy owned a hotel in Las Vegas. Okay. Mm -hmm. We, we had a meeting with him. We went up to his office and he, mom and I flew out to Vegas for this. It was around Stephen's bar mitzvah time. So it was around like September. I don't even know the year. Another Stephen few was, minutes and let's wrap it up. That's fine. So mom and I flew out to Vegas. It was like on a Monday. So we flew out on like Sunday. We met this guy on Monday and we sat down with him and he's been in our car for 25 years before we met him. And this was, I, I wasn't even married at this point. So this is about 15, 16 years ago. <clears throat> So we sat with the president, the CEO, and the owner of this hotel. And he's like, uh, yeah, you know, so we sit down. Mom, I thought mom has seen him 30 times before. I thought that she talks to him on the phone. I thought they've been out to dinner before because she sits down and she's like, and she starts talking, how are your kids? How's everything? How, you know, how's everything? How did everything go with the move? You know, I'm like, Oh, and so that I had no idea. And then you, and then you left and you were like, and mom, mom you never met him before. Yeah. And she's like, no, I've never met him in my life. And I'm like, you f it sounds like you knew the guy for 25 years. She's like, well, I have known him for 25 years. I'm like, do you talk to him every day? She's like, no, I've spoken to him twice on the phone. Like that's the key. Yeah. That's it. And you can learn that. You can learn that because you weren't like that at all. No, And I, I did learn that. Right. I did learn that you have to stick to what you know. Right. You know, but, but you have to have a decent, but your experience you have to have a decent arsenal of things to know your experiences with weight loss have propelled you to go and sell. Yep. hundred percent that you, your weight loss, what you it's were, an ama it's an amazing topic of conversation, right? Because everyone is always struggling with food. The food well, became a religion. Most, most people, the majority of people, yeah. they don't know what to eat anymore. Is red meat good for you? Is it not good for you? She eat the impossible burger. Should I not eat them? Put those up. <laughs> put a big X with the impossible burger. Say, do I, or put a check mark next to it. Do I eat the impossible burger? We're doing what works for us, but you have, you have this um, arsenal of stuff to talk about yeah. from your own personal experiences. That's, that's what you got to have. And, and, and people go in thinking we're going to do a presentation. 
How's the weather here today? You don't talk about this the weather. Is, this is a people person to person game. Everyone's but that's everything yeah, though, but Eric. Everyone, yeah. Yeah. That's everything. That's, you know, going to Starbucks and it, the Hollywood side of things. I know we got to wrap it up soon, but the Hollywood side of things, I'm going into these meetings now, non-related to BLS. I'm meeting with producers and writers and directors and everything. And I'm talking about everything but the story. That's what it's all about. Right. Right. We could talk about that more next time. With that. Are we done with 14? We're at 20 minutes. Quante, qu cinco. Don't even try. Quantro. Listen, <laughs> love you guys. Love you, Michael. Peace out, guys. Love you all. Bye-bye.